0: This is Dr. Fadi. Welcome to another episode of Int Touch Think STEM Career Podcast. This afternoon, I am honored and I have the privilege to be talking with Denise Spiller. Denise Spiller is an author. She is a digital writer and also she is a founder of Creative of Writing and Technology in Africa. Denise, welcome to InTouch, Think Career Podcast. How have you been?
1: I'm wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Ayo, for that lovely introduction, and thank you for welcoming me to your show. I'm really honored to be here.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Denise, do you mind to take a moment to tell us about yourself, please?
1: Sure. I have always been a writer, and I authored a book at A young age. I published a small newsletter at a young age as a teenager. It was a way that I processed my stress when I was young and I didn't even know it at the time. Hmm. So that whole thing about writing being therapeutic, that's my entire life. And then I went into a stressful career in law enforcement and I continued to write and I wrote everything out. And when I left law enforcement, I wrote a book called Relentless Life, Just Keep Going. Because there's so many ways along the way that we, as human beings, we get discouraged. It just is part of life. And so I wanted to encourage people that no matter what, keep going, right? Mostly it's about creativity. Mostly it's about your creativity. Keep going with that. Keep going with chasing your dreams. And that led me to being a digital publisher. And when I left the job, I had left in September. And in December, I woke up in Africa. It was a lifelong dream. And I made it happen. I was a uh, Wait a
0: minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you say you woke <laughs> you went I did. Different. I
1: said one day when I was a teenager, <laughs> wow. I was really very religious as a teenager. Yes. And evangelicals. So they want to change the world. So I always thought I was going to go to Africa as an evangelist. Maybe one of the pastors or one of the groups that would go over there and maybe dig holes. That never Surface. I don't think that was my calling. (laughs) It didn't happen, but it was a dream. And when I left the job, I knew that year, I said, I am going to wake up in Africa. And so it was September 2020. And if you recall, COVID was COVID was here. There was a small group of us that had planned on going over. A lot of Americans want to go to Africa. It's a dream, especially Black Americans, African Americans, indigenous people. We want to go to Africa. The, the group fell apart. We had our tickets. It's not cheap. We had to save for that. that we had sense. our tickets. We had everything. The, the trip was delayed, but I refused to cancel. I said, wow. no, I'm not canceling. I'm not. I'm going. And some of my my sister, she cried. She's <laughs> like, "You're. I don't know if you're brave or stupid. Boy, <laughs> you're still going to go. And I said, yeah, I'm still wow. going. I'm not canceling. The day after Christmas, December 26, 2020, I got on that flight and I went. And I landed in airport. Mohammed. Yes, thank you. International Airport. Yes. And that's a, whole, that's a whole other level of crazy, right? Yeah. So, yes. landed there. My bags didn't show up. Bags got stuck in Paris at Charles oh. de Gaulle Airport. And, anyway, fast forward to me making it to my accommodations, getting there safely, not having the electricity for two days, not really being prepared for that aspect of it. And about three days later, somebody asked me, how was I? They were like, isn't Lagos crazy? Isn't Nigeria crazy? And I said, God bless this place. God <laughs> dropped me in the middle of my crazy because I wow. love it. And wow. i had only been there five days. And wow. I was like, I love it. I did. It was just my kind of crazy. You were, you ter- were you terrified?
0: Time. Were you terrified? Were you, oh my God, what have I done?
1: <laughs> Never terrified. Yeah. A few times I was like. Is this really happening? There are a couple of situations where I was like, here, pinch, pinch, It's yeah. surreal is this There are couple because there's so many things, there's so many unexpected things, with traveling, there's always unexpected things. yes, always so I'm an adventurer kind of person that jumps in with both feet, yeah. you might get burned like that when I just I'll pivot, make an adjustment,
0: Wow, wow, that's
1: what you do in life,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Absolutely. The last
1: thing I want to say about that trip was it literally changed my mindset, Hmm. changed my heart, and it grew and expanded my dreams to an Hmm. entire, another level.
0: Wow. I cannot
1: talk about it enough.
0: Wow. So, definitely, we have to do another show about your experience. Uh, Yes,
1: Americans and foreigners in Africa. regardless to what country you come from yes it is especially americans i can speak for us because i grew up here it is an entire another level of consciousness you're waking yourself to something different and that's why i think there's so many if you search on youtube there's so many of us talking about it Mm -hmm. i have so much to say there has to be an outlet for that whether it's in my books In my projects, in everything that I hope to do, it all now ties to Africa in one way or another.
0: Everything I do
1: literally ties to Africa now.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Definitely, we have to do a show on that. We have to do an episode on that. But Mm -hmm. today, I'm really excited that we're going to be talking about nexus between creative writing skills, understand Mm -hmm. education, and Mm -hmm. Mm career, Unleashing your hidden creativity. One thing that I do, I do want to ask you, I have to ask you this. When you were in Nigeria, yes. uh, what was your favorite food? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm oh, trying. my goodness. How, how do you like see, our jollof rice? See, you here? don't
1: really want to talk about <laughs> stand, education. You don't really want to talk about that because <laughs> now you're talking about what I loved the most was the food in general.
0: Okay. Good.
1: I really thought I ate so good. And when mm. I say good, complete, I mm. ate completely. Wow! But everything is so fresh. The beauty right. of yeah, that's true. The beauty, the the, the positive side of not having electricity twenty four hours, seven days, like yeah. we do here, yeah. is that you prepare differently. So mm. you may not buy too much. So I was at the marketplace every two days buying yeah. fresh to cook. Yeah. And after I was there for a week, which I spent almost two months, two months, yeah, two months there.
0: Too much. after yeah. about
1: two weeks i was cooking wow now i just wanted to cook because i love to cook here right. so i started cooking and had to buy fresh peppers and onions. surprisingly i love pepper soup, you pepper I, soup. I thought it was going to kill me but i loved it <laughs> Just the name alone right
0: <laughs> yeah it would clean you too
1: yeah i don't i don't even understand why Nigerians and I haven't been to a lot of other countries yet, but I imagine that a lot of African food from other places is as refreshing and spicy kind of as Nigerian food, right? That's so, true. COVID should be scared of Africans. Africans don't need to be scared of COVID because <laughs> it can't live in your body. <laughs>
0: it can't live in your
1: body. <laughs> soup.
0: I you want to know, know my best, the best pepper soup. I love pepper soup with catfish. I'm telling um, you. So of course you can put all kind of assortment of meat.
1: Oh, in yeah. an
0: episode. But the one with catfish? I got a
1: picture. I have a uh, picture of the catfish that they brought to our table. Because I was sitting and we were sitting uh, in uh Aja at the end of the island. You're and right. they had they were like, you guys want catfish? You're grilling it fresh, of course. Yeah. So I thought I was going to get a plate. This is my first time getting catfish outside of the house because we had made catfish in the house. I thought I was going to get a plate with catfish and maybe some peppers. Like, listen, yeah. missing- when yeah. that catfish came to the table, I was like, <laughs> I sure. have lived. Thank you, Lord. I, I was so grateful. I was saying grace as they put it down at the table. My eyes got so big on Wow. It was the entire fish. Right. Is, but right. for any audience that doesn't know it's the entire right. stitch, the head still on, you sure. know, peppers, seasoning, right. and they right. bring you the bowls you to know, wash your hands, and I'm like, oh, oh
0: no, now you're I'm taking ready, me, ready, ready. me back, you're taking me back.
1: And then they showed me this is how we do it, so it show right. me how to pull it, and
0: Which I was sitting on and my right? eyes closed oh, after right.
1: that fight. I was like, I right. don't want to. I don't want to behave like a foolish American. I don't want to behave like a foolish foreigner. So I wasn't making any noises, but what right. was happening in my right. palate was just like, mm, oh. but you don't want to do that. Want you to... Oh I'm yeah. Gonna... Sorry oh. what this with to eat Like You never had catfish? You know what I mean? Best catfish yeah. I've ever had. And we eat catfish like crazy over here. Croaker I mean, fish. Beach. We had that at the beach. Wow. And when oh. I ate that, I was like, you have What kind of this is this? This, I think yeah. this is my favorite. You had a, I, a lot of people I was with, they were like, stop saying everything's your favorite. Every day. I was like, this <laughs> is my favorite. You know- <laughs>
0: oh, yes. wow. I so I am happy that you had the best experience. Oh, uh, I did. You know, I did. And we have not even touched Suya. Well.
1: Now I had Suya here the, at a good. Nigerian restaurant as a little kind of test. Yeah, have some yeah. Suya. So yeah. I went there, I asked for Suya.
0: Okay. Uh, how do you... I
1: got to compare. And the thing is, it was very good here, okay. but I checked in and I was like, who cooked this? Mm-hmm. This is before I went to Nigeria. So I want to know who cooked it because you have a lot of possible foreigners might be cooking the food. Yeah. And maybe not. But there were Nigerians who owned the restaurant who were yeah. cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. And so when I got there, it was very authentic.
0: Oh, wow. Nice. Excellent. And one last thing is I make sauce too. My sauce yes. is sour sauce and oil. It's an African red sauce. Now you can use that to make your pepper soup. But that's another conversation for another day. Oh man, I, I'm so happy that you're able to share your experience. Thank you so much. So why Africa? Why? I noticed that you also collaborate with Africans, but your target is Africa. Why Africa? Um,
1: sure. It, it's very personal. So I'm not yes. just, we would call ourselves Black Americans and call ourselves African Americans. Okay. My family, way before I even thought to get my genealogy report, yeah. which I didn't even get my own yet. I okay. still need to get my own, but I got the version.
0: You need to. You need yes. To. I got my
1: brothers, right? And That's my so nephew. I looked at theirs and I was so proud of it. Yeah. Uh, my great grandmother, I have a picture of her, I have a picture of my great grandfather, right. right? Then right. there's my mother, my grandfather, and my mom right. and dad. And my great grandmother is direct out of West Africa. Wow. A very dark woman. Her name was Anna. Hence okay. me giving myself the middle name Anna Lee. Which way it, it uh, Anna Lee is favor and grace. Right. And I have felt blessed to feel like the favor of God over my ideas my whole life. I always submit myself to the spiritual realm first and say, is this going to work? And I pray on it. I meditate on it. And yeah. Anna, my great grandmother, 60s, she was West African. Mm. And then great grandfather was from England. Not England. Mm. He was from Europe. He was from a country yeah. in Europe, right? They had, was it 16 children?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they were unable at that time to live together as husband and wife, but they did live together. Wow. So we have a lot of our history. Which mm. There was a, pretending she was a servant kind of thing going on to, and they mm-hmm. raised their children and my grandmother and grandfather. So we've got this long story. So when my brother finally went in, our whole family is very um, proud to at least know that much of our history. Right. But we didn't know which part of Africa we didn't exactly know. And then when we got it back. Um, I looked at my brothers and I was like, "Yes!" I was so excited. <laughs> when we added all together, there were four right. African countries. When we added all together, it was sixty-seven percent West African. Wow, the most of it came out of Nigeria.
0: Oh, congratulations! And so I was
1: like, and, and I had met Nigerians, and they were like, "I was so comfortable over there." They just, right. like, she's comfortable. I tried to walk by myself, and the locals that at the house would be we're like you're never going anywhere by yourself you, should, you might as well stop trying because <laughs> in this land you're still foreign and it may not be safe for you so they're always behind me because I walk every morning that's part of my exercise but I was telling them I was like you guys know I'm Nigerian right stop.
0: I'm really proud of you and your brother uh, doing your genealogy that is really mm-hmm. good uh, I can't wait for you to do yours uh, yes I want. do one, that what yeah, power that it gives you is And it helps you to really recognize that you do have a stake. You do have a heritage and you know, you know exactly where you're from. And I'm glad that you're doing it. Can
1: I say this to just speaking of Africa in general, not just the, the country that I have more familiarity with right now, because I plan, of course, to go see some other countries. There is something to, I, I grew up in San Francisco, which is very diverse. there's whites and blacks and filipinos and hispanics latin americans mexicans and just so many tongans Samoans, indians pakistanians there is a mixed bag so you can walk into a restaurant you can walk into a room and you may be the only one of your particular background and color in that room Mm -hmm. and you get very comfortable with that because you grew up like that yeah so you may walk into a place where it's A lot of black-skinned people or dark-skinned people or people of color, you may walk into places where all white-skinned people like, and they don't look like you. You get very comfortable with that. You don't even know how comfortable you got with that until you land in a country where everybody has black skin. Mm -hmm. And as a black American, I feel like every black American, African-American that has a cultural tie, Yes. Or background to Africa. not everybody does. We have yes. to recognize that as well. But if you do and if you know your heritage draw is directly connected to any country in Africa, yes, it is a beautiful thing that happens. I'm sure standing on a beach or in an airport or in a market. Yes. Everyone there is or has black skin or yes. is from an African yes. type scent. It's a Unbelievable experience, and it changes your perspective of who you are and what you have to give back to the world as a descendant of that
0: continent. Absolutely. It is time to connect. It's time to connect. And also, not only that, just this other idea that you actually can start a business in the commerce between Mm -hmm. two continents. Imagine America and America has one of the largest population of Africans in diaspora. Imagine that knowledge, the know-how. You can start your own business in, in Africa. There has to be an international commerce that is taking place uh, between Africans and uh, on the continent and Africans in diaspora. I'm so glad of what you're doing, why you are paying it forward. Your connection, your visionary, Africa is the next emerging economy. We just have Mm -hmm. to be adventurous to realize the potential.
1: And I really understand to that other perspective of people not, they've had limited experience. Some of it is just being naive and not exposed. That's true. And some other part of it is just having uh, the mindset of, listen, I'm just trying to get by. Mm. I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to feed my kids. Wow. there's that perspective and i have been there i've mm. been in that place where i knew oh. it wasn't my end all but yeah. right now you let me focus up because i gotta feed my kids mm. i can't bypass feeding my kids to yeah. feed your kids like that that mentality is not a mentality it's an experience and when you're yeah. in it Yeah, as a family man, what would it happen to you if you literally was not bringing in enough money to feed your children and your wife and family? You would not look at yourself in the mirror the same way if you were sitting here on a a podcast this morning and your kids are hungry. You would not be here, right? It is true. (laughs) Though some people aren't there, they may never get there, and I humbly accept that and don't press. But the ones who want to get there, they're your audience. And they're here.
0: (laughs) The sky is the limit.